to the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich with Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Enjoy your lunch with our fun-filled McPherson Radio Sports Show every Thursday from 12.15 to 1. Nathan and Steve will dive into and take a few bites from all your favorite local... Off the left side, still on his feet, end zone, touchdown come! McPherson, the Who? sophomore. Who is Jayton Gum? Oh, he just made a name for himself right there. College. Man goes in motion. Southwestern loads the box. Hill running to the near sideline and is in. Touchdown Bulldogs. The wild Mish works again, and they engineer a game. Go ahead, touchdown drive. And pro sports. And two to Kendry's Morales. A two-run lead for Kansas City. Sends a ball well hit in the left center field. And that one is gone! And the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. So grab your food, get your drink, turn up that radio, and enjoy your lunch with the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on McPherson's Radio, 96.7 FM KBBE, and online at midkansasradio.com. And now, here's Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Got me hot. And welcome once in, again into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage and Steve Sell. Another week of sports action to get to and kind of recap slash previews ahead. We got McPherson High football coming up. We got area football going around. We got volleyball to talk about. We got Chiefs. We got baseball. We got NBA Finals. We got a bunch of things, Steve, to talk about. Obviously, our concern, first of all, first of all is that game coming up up on Friday that we'll be a part of pregame 6:30 kickoff 7 o'clock between McPherson and Bueller at McPherson Stadium now first off Steve I guess when it comes to this I'm new to the rivalry I'm new to this take me through the rivalry between McPherson and Bueller and what should I expect come Friday well it's called Bueller week and uh, this is a game the Bullpups look to all year Bueller does too uh, these two programs have pretty much dominated division three since mcpherson's been in division three uh the other four schools really haven't been a factor augusta hasn't been bad at times but winfield circle el dorado they've basically been no factor of course mcpherson and bueller and anything it's kind of like inman mound ridge when they play i mean uh but it feels like to me in the last few years some of the bitterness of the rivalry's gone out and now it's a healthy rivalry and i think it's a respectful rivalry and i think a lot's got to do with coach pav and and i think the athletic directors shane bakus and and justin sizer down at bueller uh they really do a good job uh there was an incident there was a a couple years ago uh there was an incident i believe there was a fire or something and and mcpherson uh, athletic teams went out and raised some money to help with bueller and ever since some of the angst i think has gone out of the rivalry now it's just two great programs playing each other uh it's generally always for the league championship this year is no different the game was to have been played in bueller but because reno county is in orange status they would not have been able to allow fans and i did see a quote today from coach warner uh he said we wanted our kids at least play before their families so 
they agreed to move the game to McPherson, of course. Uh, McPherson will allow about 425 people into the stands. If you know, if you're lucky enough to get one of those wristbands, if not, listen to us. If you have the uh, NFHS network or whatever it's called, NHS, I can't remember quite what the initials are. I think but it's NFHS. NFHS network. Our audio, their video, uh, and you can follow along in the game. But it'll be a great football game uh, for the Bullpups. This is their second straight really difficult game. Of course, you and I made the trip to rural Topeka uh, <laughs> last Friday. What a tremendous game we got to witness. Even though the Bullpups lost 41-35, I thought it was one of the best high school games you know I've covered in a long time. Both teams were fantastic in offensive execution. Neither defense could stop the other. I thought the Bullpups had their best offensive game of the year. They may not have as many yards as some of the other games, but they ran 70 plays. They did what they were supposed to do. They had great balance, uh, over 200 yards rushing. Jayton Gum, another 148, five straight 100-yard games. Dylan Rinker stood tall in the pocket, really threw darts again. He had about 185 yards passing. And uh, just a great offensive game, but the defense just couldn't stop that DeSoto attack. Yeah, I know you mentioned there real quick, you know, how uh, Dylan Ranker was throwing darts in that offense. We talked all season, Steve, you know, how it just seemed for a while there that this McPherson team was off a cylinder, not really clicking. But against that DeSoto squad, they really showed up and they were hitting on full steam. It was just that offense of DeSoto was the exact same way towards our defense as well. And just hard to slow down. We talked during that game needing three stops. We got one. Had two, we could have maybe pushed it to overtime or something like that. Just needed a stop and couldn't get it. Either way, I think the positive thing about th- that game was the confidence the offensive the offensive side of the ball has, and also knowing that you've took on a team that likes to run it like that for what seems like every single week we've had teams that have had a featured back or have a run so to get ready for this game against Bueller and Sam Elliott I think that bodes well for them yeah and the McPherson offensive line had its best game of the year uh they were in the fourth quarter that the Bullpups couldn't be stopped they just ran out of time and ran out of stops like coach Pab said before the game to me he says if we get three stops we'll win the game well we got one stop so we didn't win the game and uh, they never punted in the game but you know now you're facing it was it was a great precursor going into this week's game because Sam Elliott, uh, state wrestling champion last year, he's an incredible back. He had a great game against the Bullpups last year. He's only a junior, not a real big guy, probably 155 pounds maybe, but he is a sledgehammer. He's he, he carries the ball time and time again. But the thing it does, the Bullpups have to be aware of, last week they were so run conscious that uh, Jackson Miller threw for 180 yards on just six completions. And Bradley Neal is an outstanding quarterback. He showed that last year, only a junior. you got Elliott and Neal, just juniors, and they're two of the very best, you know, in the league at their positions. Sam Elliott will be the best running back the Bullpups face this year. Uh, He had 366 yards, six touchdowns against Augusta. That's a season for a lot of guys, and he did it in one game. And and the Bullpups are very wary. He's going to get his yards. I mean, I'll I would be willing to bet right now. Sam Elliott gets 150 yards and maybe two or three touchdowns. It's it's almost like when you're playing basketball, and do you want to give up 
35 to the guy that's averaging 35 and stop everybody else? Or do you, or do you just want to, you know, is everybody going to score? But, and you just, you know, you stop that top score and, and then those other ones have to pick up the slack. So this is one of those things that the Bullpups can somehow stop Sam Elliott. Uh, it reminds me of a couple years ago. In fact, I think it was 2017 when the Crusaders had a running back named uh, Miller. Uh, he was averaging well over, you know, he's a guy who was averaging 200 yards a game. And the Bullpups really stuffed him the whole game. Bueller was forced to pass. That was a game the Bullpups won 33-21 down at Bueller. And that game turned when the Bullpups were about to go down and the Bullpups got a stop on Miller at the half-yard line. And two plays later, uh, we threw a touchdown pass to, I believe it was Chandler Wired for 94 yards, and that broke the game open. So it's going to be a great game Friday night. It's too bad, you know, that only limited fans because this is a game that generally draws – 18, 1900 fans, great atmosphere. They are going to crown homecoming at halftime. Um, homecoming was supposed to be last week, but we didn't have it. But it's going to be a great game. And tune in and listen to us. And hopefully if you've got the network, you can you know, hook it up. You'll have the video and the audio. If not, just listen to us. We'll let you know what's going on. Yeah, you can get the game here on 96.7 KBBE, pregame 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. Go to midkansasonline.com, click on Listen Live at the top of the page, and you can get it there on your phone, tablet, computer, wherever you are. There's no excuse not to hear the game come on Friday. One thing I did want to mention that I just found out late earlier, right before we got on the air, and I mentioned to you really quick, but right now the weather forecast for Friday, This I'm reading off of weather.gov right now. It's says Friday sunny with a high near 86 breezy with a south wind 14 to 21 miles per hour with gusts as high as 29 miles per hour now it says Friday night it will taper off to 7 to 8 16 miles per hour with gusts to 24 miles an hour but that's coming out of the south that's going to be a, a major factor in that game especially when you talk about the McPherson high side with Dylan Rinker who's been throwing darts the past couple of weeks trying to throw into a win potentially it could draw more this game could be a who, who got the best running back and that's why the start of the game is going to be the coin flip may decide the outcome because the way i look at it the the great dr ted kessinger the former bethany coach always said if the wind's over 20 miles an hour take the wind because if you can get a stop on that first series a short punt you only have to go half the field you can score you can get a team down really quickly and if the bullpups win the toss you know they're going to defer because they always defer when they win the toss which means bueller will receive and go into the win. So I think the toss of the game could really determine who wins the football game. It's that close. I cannot wait for the matchup. Again, pregame 6.30 kickoff, 7 o'clock tomorrow, right here on 96.7 KBBE. But we do have some other area games to get to. We'll take a quick, our first break, and we'll be back with more of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. Banking is different these days, but at People's Bank, we're here to help. You can visit us at any of our drive through locations or utilize one of our 16 ATMs, many of which accept deposits. You can even bank from home by visiting us online at peoples.bank or use other features such as mobile banking, People's Pay, or our new Apple Watch app. We understand that you have banking needs. And just as before, we will continue to be here for you. People's Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you have prediabetes, you can cut your risk of developing type 2 diabetes in half. 
In McPherson's Center for Health's Diabetes Prevention Program, participants work in a group with trained health professionals to learn the skills needed to lose weight, become more physically active, and reduce stress. Classes start Tuesday, September 8. To learn more, call Suzanne Fleming at 620-241-2251, extension 179. Controlling your own weather can be easier than controlling anything else these days. This is Julie with RC Heating and Cooling. With a well-working cooling and heating system, you can be in control of your indoor weather at home. With so many things out of our hands, it's a good feeling to have a bit of stability. Call RC for a free estimate on new cooling and heating equipment. Call RC when your unit isn't up to par. Call RC to stay comfortable in any weather. Call RC, 241-2787. Next Tech Wireless, the best coverage, latest technology provider that's right here in your own backyard. And about that latest technology part, get the sweet new iPhone and unlimited data for under 30 bucks a month. Want more? Switch to Next Tech Wireless and get a $100 gift card per line, too. So switch now. Get yourself that new iPhone, save some cash, and one more thing. The great customer service, always free. It's time for something different. Next Tech Wireless. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Tried to start off with a little bit of Van Halen here as we had uh, Eddie Van Halen pass away this week. Got to give a shout out to him. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Every time, Steve, I think of Eddie Van Halen, I always think of that car commercial back in the 90s. It was a Super Bowl, and it started with Van Halen's guitar eruption, and he went around, got the Barbie. He was a G.I. Joe, and man, that was one of the best Super Bowl commercials back when Super Bowl commercials were fun and were funny, but just got to give a shout out to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, and of course, Jump, one of his great songs of all time. But I like, I think, was it Dreams, the one with the Blue Angels mm-hmm. on the video. So it's hard to believe it's been over 35 years since Van Halen was at their, you know, peak. But anyway, it's a it's a good segue into the uh, area of football that we got going on this week. Uh, you look at the area games, and to me, there's not a real – you know, last week we had some great games on the schedule. This week is just the opposite. Uh, Canton, Galvin, Little River, their games are going to probably be over by halftime. Mound Ridge is playing undefeated Argonia Attica, which has only given up 20 points all year. Smoky Valley plays a very good Scott City team. Now the Vikings made that long road trip last week and came away with a win. Congratulations to Coach Lambert on that game. Probably the best game of the night is going to be the Battle of the H's. Uh, you know, it's Bueller-McPherson. It's rivalry week. But Heston-Halstead is also rivalry week. Heston hosts Halstead on Friday night. The Swathers have lost two in a row. And I can't imagine the last time, you know, they'd been 500 and lost three in a row. So, big game for the Swathers. I know Coach Bowerly said uh, we got to get back on track. They got uh, taken to the woodshed by Andale last week. But Andale – does that to everybody. So uh, that's your area roundup. A team I really want to give a shout-out to right now, the Inman Teutons. They are playing at their highest level uh, in 30 years probably right now. Coach Sawyer just can't wait to go to practice every day. I got an email from him. He says, this team is so much fun to be around. He says, we're playing great on defense. 
We're playing great on offense. I got El Celine, and that's going to be in a, a revenge game last year in an absolute mud bath. It was just nothing but mud, which took away Inman's strength last year, which was its speed. Uh, El Celine won that game last year, and I think Inman really wants to avenge that loss, and I think it will, and I think it will in a big way. Yeah, the Teutons got to be a team that has a lot of confidence having the win over Oakley and then Plainville last week. It, it has to be, you know, those two teams – building up in the season you're at the half over the halfway park now you got what, three games left you gotta be full of confidence i kind of feel feel sorry for elseline because i think you're gonna see this two-ton squad really give it to him on friday night and another thing i wanted to get to too was canton galvin and harrington oh yeah my question to you is how quickly do you think that game will be over you know we usually get the updates throughout the halftime yeah I, you I, have to play to half and that's as long as it's gonna go um Harrington will be no match for Canton Galva. Of course, last week, you know, the great win over Little River. That was a really good game for a half. Coach Ayers said, you know, we hung in there as, you know, as well as we could for a half, and then second half didn't quite bring it defensively. Canton Galva took advantage. Just too many athletes uh, for that Canton Galva football team. Garrett Maltby, sophomore quarterback, just gets better and better. Uh, Braden Collins just – as tough as nails. He's a real physical kid. And then Tyson Struber, he may be the best athlete in the entire county. Uh, Tyson Struber runs about a 4'5", 4'4", 40. He's 6'2", 6'3", about 190 pounds, can really fly. They're really looking for ways to get the ball in his hands. And he got another interception last week. The guy is averaging probably <laughs> about an interception a game in his two-and-a-half-year career so far. He was the eight-man uh, Division One defensive player of the year last year, and I think he's got four or five picks this year. He's going to repeat that on him. It's always great when you have great athletes to be able to cover them and uh, cover these great teams like we have do, have now. Again, you can tune in on Saturday for the High School Coaches Show. We'll recap all these area football games as well as all the other area sports throughout the week. We do have more area sports to get to. I know McPherson has a big – the volleyball team has a big – matchup tonight but they have a, a big invitational more this saturday i know that's going to be uh the mcpherson invitational is going to be a, a lot to to process because there's so many great teams in it yeah there really is uh tonight the bullpups have a five o'clock best of five duel with hutchinson the jvs are actually going to play a best of three first so the varsity match probably somewhere around 545. Hutchinson is ranked number 10 in 6A. And then, like you said, you look at the Invitational, I believe four or five of the teams are ranked. The Bullpups today are number two in 4A. Uh, Garden Plains, number two in 2A. Uh, they're, you know, they'll be in the state championship probably. And then you look at Bishop Carroll. They've only lost one match all year. They're 14-1. and one. They're ranked fourth in uh, 5A. And then, uh, you, you know. Nickerson. Nickerson's a very good team. They're ranked. So, uh, a lot of good matches going on. They're going to play two separate pools. One pool in the roundhouse. One pool in the auxiliary gym. McPherson being the home team, of course, will be in the roundhouse. And instead of having semifinals this year, it's just the two teams that win their pool play for the title. The teams that, you know, are second in their pool play for third. And then uh, the teams that were third in the pool play for fifth, the two teams that finished last in their pool, they get to go ahead and go home. So anyway, they've shortened the tournament a little bit, you know, so you try to keep that distance. And then uh, McPherson soccer doesn't yep. play today. Uh, they're off today. Uh, this is their bye game that they always have at some point during the year. They're coming off a big 8-0 win over El Dorado, which is kind of typical of what they do when they play El Dorado. Uh, I always say it's a stat stuffer game oh, yeah. for the Bullpups. And, and Logan Ediger had a terrific hat trick 
on Tuesday. So the Bullpups are back at 6-6. Six and six. They have four really tough games left. Tuesday night, they're home against Bueller. Uh, that'll be a titanic showdown. Uh, Bueller always tremendous. And then uh, McPherson High Tennis, they'll be at Regional on Saturday at Mays, and they're coming off a league championship. They outlasted Wichita Collegiate for the championship, which, which is really saying quite a bit because Collegiate is going to win Class 4A. The Bullpups, even though they are a 4A school now in tennis, it did not change the classification. This year they will be playing 5A and then 4A next year. Yeah, I definitely need to get Coach Brown on the High School Coaches Show. So if he's listening to this, give me a call. Give Steve a call. Let's and get you on. if the mayor's listening, yeah. tell your son. <laughs> we have emailed your son and he has not responded. <laughs> we need to get him on for the High School Coaches Show, preferably this Saturday or next Saturday. He got a great team that he needs to talk about. One thing I did want to get to, we talked about all the great volleyball with McPherson. We got a lot of great volleyball in the area one of those teams uh, we've already had on the high school coach show uh, a couple weeks ago but smoky valley now 19 and 1 on the year ranked fourth in class 3a i guess my question for you is i know we've talked about mcpherson and now going to 4a their chances of doing some damage come state what do you see out of the smoky valley team that you see when it comes to 3a well i think they'll be disappointed if they don't make the final four uh, you know, they've had an outstanding year. They lost their first match, I believe, to Hillsborough. They've won, I believe they've won 19 in a row. I think Hillsborough yep. was their first yep. match. And it's a team loaded with seniors. They've got eight seniors that when they were freshmen, they were 1-35. And that group great is, turnaround. And that group is, you know, hung together. Coach Charlene Ramsey's done an incredible job up there. And not only is the Smoky Volleyball team having an incredible year, their boys cross-country team, uh, they won another, you know, won another meet. Uh, on Tuesday at Ellsworth. Ryan Heline, I think he's won just about every race they've had this year, but they had, I think, six guys medal in that race. The Smoky Girls were a little shorthanded. They had two runners that didn't finish the race. They had excessive heat over Ellsworth, so they, they would have been second most likely had they finished, uh, but they've got some good runners too. So been a really terrific fall for Smoky Valley because their tennis team also – uh, was out, you know, had an outstanding year. That's just great. You know, you mentioned the one win when they're freshmen and now seeing them succeed as seniors. That just shows all these athletes that might be tuned into this or might be watching growing up. You, you put in the work and it will pay off. And that and Smoky Valley Volleyball is a testament to that. Yeah, and getting back to Smoky Tennis real quick, Heston beat them by one point last weekend for the CKL championship. So the two team area teams uh, finished 1-2 in the CKL. You know, and you mentioned we'll go back to uh, soccer as well. You know, a win against uh, El Dorado 8 nothing. They beat Mul- Mulvane 7 nothing. 15 goals in the last two games. No go- goals given up. You know, Steve, I know those are those teams are, are lower end on the spectra- spectrum, but what kind of confidence do you feel that does for a team that coming into the season you didn't know where they were? We've seen kind of some glances of greatness out of this team. You can see it getting better. What kind of confidence does that give this team going forward, especially for next year and the year forward? Well, remember, there's only two seniors. Uh, that happened to be our two best players, though, in Cody Achilles and Logan Ediger. But, no, any, Coach Adrian always says, anytime you see the ball go into the net, that's a positive. And the more you see it go in the net, the more positive you're going to be. I think the Bueller match on Tuesday will be a good measuring stick to 
see where this team is at. The two teams are very similar. Uh, you know, and when you look at their the opponents they've played, the scores are very similar. So I think this game will tell us a lot. And one more time, getting back to that McPherson volleyball match, that's going on today against Hutchinson at McPherson, 5 p.m. And then again, the Invitational will be here in McPherson starting at 8 a.m. in the morning so you can enjoy early Rise wake up. and shine. We'll be doing the coaches yep. show uh, on Saturday <laughs> and thankfully we won't be coming back after a two hour plus trip like we did last week. Uh, we Hopefully we'll be done with that game by about 9.30 and back you know, out of the office by 10 o'clock on Saturday or that, Friday night. That's honestly why I'm kind of excited about the wind <laughs> because if we get a windy game and they have to run the ball that means that clock will be rolling we can get a good night's sleep on a Friday night. Again you can catch us on the high school coaches show Saturday 8 a.m. right here on 96.7 KBBE. But until then, we'll take a quick little break and we'll be back with more of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich after this on 96.7 KBBE. Hi, friends. This is Dana Sammer. People often ask me if and when they can switch from one Medicare supplement to another. The answer is that you can switch at any time, but it must be approved by the underwriters of the new company. In other words, if your health is good, you may be a candidate to switch companies to save money, for instance. Call me, Dana Sammer, with the Alliance Agency at 245-4861, and we can discuss your Medicare needs today. Or stop by our office on the second floor of the Warren Place. Thank you. Whether you're reimagining your backyard or transforming a few acres into a field of dreams, let Prairieland Partners show you how easy and affordable it is to own a John Deere. Go to prairielandpartners.com. Click on the PLP Builder to build, price, and buy a compact utility tractor, mower, gator, or skid steer. Get started today at prairielandpartners.com. Delivering the right solution. There's never been a better time than now to buy that new or used vehicle you've got your heart set on. Great Plains Federal Credit Union has great loan rates to save your budget and get you into that new vehicle. New auto loan rates are as low as 3% APR. Used auto loan rates are as low as 3.4% APR. Get free qualified and then shop for your best deal. Great Plains Federal Credit Union, made in First and McPherson, offices in Abilene, Salina, and Hillsboro. Equal Opportunity Lender Member NCUA. Janet's doing it. So is Fred. Bonnie's all over it. Same with Omar. Tim's been at it since February of last year. Corey started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? Why, they're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. And they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? You ready to get at it and save? To start driving safe and saving in McPherson, call State Farm agent Jim LaDuke today. Discounts may vary. Not available in California, Massachusetts, New York, or Rhode Island. Your Board of Public Utilities asks, are you looking for ways to save on your winter heating bills? Saving money on your BPU bill can be as easy as one, two, three. Number one, lower your thermostat by two degrees to save as much as 4%. Number two, during daylight hours, open drapes and blinds to gain the maximum heat through the windows. And number three, check your furnace filter monthly. Keeping your furnace properly maintained will reduce energy consumption and save you up to 5% on your heating costs. This message is from your friends at the McPherson Board of Public Utilities.
And welcome back into the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich on 96.7 KBBE. Nathan Sage and Steve Sell got through the high school portion of today's show. Now it's time to get to some pro action. Chiefs obviously had some, uh, let's say, weirdness issues. Uh, not really their fault. More on the New England Patriots, COVID-19. Still, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. The MLB went through it at the beginning of their season. They had issues with Florida Marlins and and things like that. Tennessee Titans now going through that same issues. But Patriots had their issues. Chiefs trying to stay away from it. Um, You know, we knew coming into this season that we'd see a lot of issues. I keep saying that word, but I don't know how else to describe it. It, it, it's, It's a difficult year, but... Going forward, Chiefs get the win over the Patriots on a slow start, end up erupting towards the end of that, now take on Las Vegas this Sunday. Of course, obviously everything um, hampers on COVID-19 tests. Uh, One thing that I thought was interesting, getting ready for that Las Vegas game, a tweet out the other day about showing uh, Patrick Mahomes hugging Stephen Gilmore, the uh, cornerback for uh, the Patriots. Yep, and now... I've heard that Patrick Mahomes is not staying sleeping in the same bed as his fiance and trying to stay. You know that's great. I, I know it. it. It's just it's just a hard situation because he he mentioned it, it was a lapse in judgment. Just want to give a shout out to a guy, but you know despite all that, still got to play football. Still got to be focused. Still got the win against the Patriots. Yeah. But going against Las Vegas, I guess Steve, when you look at this Las Vegas squad, I don't even know what to think of them. I think one minute they look great, the next minute they look like the old Raiders. Yeah, and the thing they always say about playing the Raiders, if you just, you know, if you're patient, they'll eventually beat themselves. I know my good friend Treg Fall, he's a big Raiders fan. He won't like that. But let's just look at it this way. If the Chiefs win this week, they're three games up after five weeks in the division. Nobody in the division will have a winning record. They basically they can basically clinch the division almost with a three-game lead, you know, this early in the season. And, you know, really, to me, Kansas City's played one Really, really good game. That was against Baltimore. The other three have been rather pedestrian. I mean, I, I know they weren't bad against Houston, but the Chargers, you know, the Chargers should have won that game. Bill Belichick had a great defensive game plan. I think what you're going to see teams do now, they're not going to blitz Mahomes anymore. They realize he'll take off and run and find open receivers. They're just going to start dropping seven and eight back and, and make him, you know, make him run the ball. So that means I may start Aaron Rodgers at quarterback in my fantasy football. I have Mahomes, but but Kansas City's 4-0, and they haven't even scratched the surface yet. And the thing is, these next two weeks are critical. If they beat the Raiders this week at home, which I have pretty much confidence they will, they get the Bills next week at Buffalo. If they can go into Buffalo and win those games, then you look at their schedule. The next four games are highly winnable. I think the Jets are in there. They got another game with the Raiders. The Broncos are in there. Uh, they play teams that are 500 or worse. There's a good chance this team could be 10-0 and after 10 games. And, and they've won, what, 13 in a row as it is. But, you know, it's almost like at times they look bored because at times they make it look very easy. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, he does enough just to, you know, get the win. But the other thing I think people are really missing so far, this Kansas City defense is a lot better than it's been the last couple of years. And they get uh, Bashad Breeland back this week at corner. You know, he's been suspended for four games. Of course, he's been working out with the team. But uh, that's another top-flight cornerback. He makes a lot of plays. And, uh, you know, that just makes that defense stronger. And Tyron Matthew having an MVP t- 
type of season, you know, in the secondary. So uh, big game Sunday for the Chiefs. I think they'll get it done. If they do, they're going to have a three-game lead in the AFC West. Yeah, I believe the Chiefs will get the win against Las Vegas as well. I do think the week after that against uh, Buffalo, that is going to be (laughs) – well, Buffalo plays Tennessee this week. If they get a play, that game is in peril right now because the Titans are having more yep. COVID tests. They've already said they probably won't play on Sunday. It may be a Monday or even a Tuesday game. So, But if Buffalo beats Tennessee, then we know the Bills are for real because I'm not sold on them yet. Josh Allen uh, is the quarterback. He's put up some good numbers, but he is Josh Allen. He hasn't had to really play in a big game in his career because Buffalo, I mean, he played one playoff game, but but he hasn't played in that game where the microscope's on, and we'll see how he reacts. I'm I'm more of a believer in the, the Bills, mainly because of Stephon Diggs coming in. I really think that made that offense more dynamic. Yeah, and their, their defense is really good. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that one, it's going to, man, that's just going to be a very tough matchup. One thing I wanted to say about the Tennessee Titans, by the way, don't be surprised if news comes out soon of them being penalized, uh, mainly because of this whole fallout. It was reported recently that – uh, I believe the 29th that they had testing and then the 30th the players actually had a workout on a unofficial workout mm-hmm. at a high school in Nashville and uh, that's where they believe a lot of these cases also spread as well so it's just a bad situation for that and for the league hopefully the league can figure it out I know they had a conference call with all the owners and coaches hopefully they can get the league figured out so that way we can keep this football season going but an- another thing if you're a fan if you're a fan of high school college, football, college football, pro football, the way we all continue to do this is we all continue to stay safe and continue to do the things we need to do to stay safe. I I don't care what your opinion is on it. I don't care what your political view is on it. I don't care any of that. If you want your team to play, if you want these high school kids to play and all this, let's keep doing the things that we need to do. Yeah, and if you follow the you know, the releases that we post from the health department, our cases are starting to go up again. And I think we've gotten, you know, uh, we were really doing fantastic there for a while, just like a case or two a day. Uh, had seven in the last report so uh, let's let's be smart out there one thing I wanted to get there I'm going to skip real quick and kind of uh, we talked about the Chiefs so it's time for Okay, so in that game against the Patriots, Patrick Mahomes got a little flack afterwards on social media for, let's say, flopping, if you will, pulling a LeBron James is the way I like to call it. Um, In my opinion, when it comes to that... I don't like it, but at the same time, I understand it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does it all the time. There's players that are just in that situation, and given the given the rules the league has, they're going to do what they have to do. But one thing I cannot stand off of that is the amount of people, no matter what the refs do, refs, umpires in baseball, no matter what they do, there is no leniency there and one thing i can't stand i i umpired for many years with my dad up in iowa and you know when i'd call i'd be base umpire when you call play at first base or even at any of those they're so bang bang it's hard you're almost i almost to be honest you almost feel like you're guessing at times it's so hard nowadays football and mlb you have replay where you can slow things down to microseconds and i don't think that a lot of fans really understand that and they get onto that and get mad about the calls wanting to be perfect i get it but at the same time you get into this when you talk about patrick mahomes going off 
field and all the flopping, you get into a dangerous gray area of intent. And when you do that, you see plays like Des Bryant in, in Green Bay where it looked like it was a fumble or a catch, but he was making a body movement. And the refs, you put more pressure on these refs to make calls like that. I'm just tired of it. Mm-hmm. I want it to go away. I want that intent. I want that anger towards the, the refs are doing the and honestly, we just had a PSA that's going to be coming out here for for refs. Refs are quitting because of of the amount of pressure they're receiving from fans and everything. Let's lay off the refs. Well, remember what fan is short for? Fanat- fanatic. <laughs> yeah. And people are fanatic about their teams and uh, they just feel like, you know, they only see, you know, the from their viewpoint of their team and and i understand it and uh uh, but let's just yeah Uh, you look at the referees we have now in high school basketball they've gotten so young the old ones have gotten out they're you know 20 25 years of you know being you know yelled at as much as they get yelled at i think for the most part they do a really good job how would you like it if somebody came in to you and me and said, you guys start yelling at us for the job we do. You know, it's like going into somebody's workplace and yelling at them. You know, I wouldn't want someone to come and say, man, you're an awful writer. I may be, but, but you know, you don't have to come in and tell me. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, with that, on that same note, they wouldn't they wouldn't yell, come in and yell at us. They'd just go on social media and tweet <laughs> it out or Facebook or whatever because that's what our society has turned to. Either way, I just I can't stand it. Get off the refs. And honestly, look at high school. You talk about high school refs. Those guys, a lot of them drive a long way to take part in this. You think they want to get to a game just to be screamed at for no, you know, it's one call. Let's move on. Either way, that's that's my complaint of the week. One thing, we're almost running out of time. Wanting to get to uh, M- MLB playoffs right now. Rays are leading the Yankees in the division series two games to one. I'm a Yankee fan. I hate the Rays. I don't want to talk about that hmm. game at all. One game, one series I thought it was interesting. Astros lead the Athletics. That's, that's interesting. The one, that's the one big surprise. The National League, uh, both of them are basically over Atlanta and the Dodgers. Look like they're probably going to meet in the championship series in the in the National League. They're both up 2-0. Um, Houston is defying the odds because yep. they don't have Justin Verlander. Zach Grinke's not able to pitch. They're going with a bunch of guys you've never heard of. But uh, the Oakland pitching's just been terrible. And all of a sudden, the Houston bats are alive, even though they're not beating on trash cans in the dugouts and stealing, you know, stealing signs. So uh, Houston, you know, this is kind of a, you know, retribution for Houston. Yeah, it's just interesting. Like you've seen, they are like you said, retribution. They're they're on a tear. I think they want to prove everybody that that World Series actually was them and not the stealing signs. So they're kind of on that. I don't know. I don't agree with the stealing signs. I don't like them. Um, but we'll see if they can pull that out. Got to get to this day in sports. Nineteen fifty-seven. The Brooklyn Dodgers announced they were moving to Los Angeles. That's interesting because Los Angeles Dodgers are the favorite right now to potentially win the World Series. And in nineteen ninety-five, I know we talked about Fran Tarkenton a lot uh Dolphins Dan Marino breaks Tarkenton's NFL career completions record that was an interesting note I saw yeah Dan Marino you know had a uh he got what was it one Super Bowl and then he never made another one if I remember right uh I think it was his second year maybe that they made it then he never did but Dan Marino had a great career and of course when the Dodgers first moved to Los Angeles they played in and in at the uh, Coliseum and they had a like a 45 foot fence i think it was in right field because the, the dimensions were just really weird uh, you know that wasn't a baseball stadium and, and it was like uh, wally they had a player named wally moon and they called him moonshots cuz he'd hit home runs over that fence 
back in 57, which is the year I was born. So I don't quite remember the Dodgers <laughs> moving to Los Angeles. Birthdays in this day. Uh, Bill Elliott, I'm going to call him Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. He's an American, uh, American, obviously, auto racer, NASCAR driver. He's also the father of current NASCAR driver and current NASCAR playoff driver, Chase Elliott, who is actually, when it comes to NASCAR right now, I think Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney are kind of my favorite drivers. So that, I wanted to get that out there. Rashawn Salam, the former uh, Colorado um, Heisman Trophy winner, his birthday um, is today. He actually passed away. I didn't even know this until I saw this. 2016. And he didn't pan out. You know, the Bears picked him. You know, in the first round of the draft, never did duplicate his college success in the pros uh travis pastrana i put him in, it's his birthday as well i wanted to put him on here as well because when i moved to kansas i've never seen so many people that like to uh, off-road race or or um, ride dirt bikes and four-wheelers until i got to kansas and all every single one of my friends who was into that travis pastrana was their god so want to give him a shout out too during the lunchtime sports sandwich but that we have for this week's version of the lunchtime sports sandwich we can tune us in every thursday 12 15 to one o'clock with me and steve again tune in right here to 96 7 kbbe and you can catch us tomorrow for a mcpherson night football as they take on bueller 6 30 pregame kickoff set for seven o'clock in that one and then on saturday you can get the recap with a high school coaches show 8 a.m right here on 96.7 k BBE, but until then, I will catch you on the flippity flip. That's going to do it for this week's version of the Lunchtime Sports Sandwich. I hope you all enjoyed your lunch with a side of sports courtesy of myself and Steve Sell. Until next week, go Bulldogs. Go Bullpups. Go Wildcats. Go Jayhawks. Go Royals. And go Chiefs.